Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a great day out there today. It was a good day, a strong day for our markets today. After two days of what looked to be an overbought pause for this market, we were back off to the races today. That was good to see at these overbought levels, which I'll cover here more in a second. We've seen time and time again for the last 18 to 24 months that once we hit these levels, we start reversing to the downside. So that is just one pattern change that we're seeing here. Seeing it show up in our charts as well from price action, seeing some different patterns emerging here. Still a little early, but we like what we're seeing, folks. So stay tuned. We're going to cover all of that here today. And also, our markets rallying on what has been you know, some good economic news, some mixed, some not so good. Uh, some earnings reports, not so good either. Others, well ahead of expectations, going to cover all of that here today. But even though we have seen some good news, a lot of it has been mixed. So to see the markets continue to head higher with that kind of news coming out is also a bullish factor here. It's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to the news. We say it here all the time. But we did get some better than expected economic data out today. The ISM PMI data came out to come out today. Kip covered that more in depth in his midday update today. You can find that on Rumble as well. So I won't get too deep into it since he just covered it. But we've got some important data points coming up for the rest of this week. Of course, we've got a number of earnings still coming, but we also have jobless claims coming out tomorrow. Then we'll get the big one on Friday, July's non-farm payroll numbers and the unemployment rate. Uh, so I think I know a lot of people will be looking at that to see where the Fed goes from here. You know, so many rumors swirling around about, and of course it didn't help that you have Fed presidents speaking every hour all day long. Uh, but a lot of people concerned that the Fed wants to see weaker employment data before they take their foot off of the brakes here. Uh, we don't see that as the case, but we'll watch as this plays out. We're still over a month away from the next Fed meeting. Uh, so as I mentioned also, we've seen better than expected earnings, uh, maybe not necessarily big beats on a year over year or even a quarter over quarter basis, but earnings that are beating estimates. And that's the game, isn't it, folks? They do this all the time. After Q1, massive lowering of future expectations, forward guidance from companies. They all came in undershot to the downside so that in Q2, even though things might be a little bit worse, they can say that they beat estimates. Uh, that's the way the game is played. So you might, you might as well get on board. But again, going into Q2 earnings season, a lot of fears here. Uh, growth exp expectations were abysmal going into this quarter and really have not fallen by as much as people had feared before. So take a look. We got a few of these. Also, I want to point out that there are almost no companies that are going forward guidance showing that there will be negative earnings, negative growth, if you want to call it that, going forward. So that is very good. And sales growth has been even better. So here's the latest reading. This is updated yesterday. So we're still missing um, 
yesterday evening and this morning's uh, data as well. But as of the open yesterday, 320 S&P 500 companies have reported earnings. 75% of those have beat earnings per share estimates. Again, they may not have beat on year over year earnings per share. It's not what the market cares about. It cares about beating estimates. But that said, the average growth has been 7.97% for earnings per share, pretty strong. 66% of companies topped sales estimates as well on 15.6% growth. So good numbers there. Um, you know, as I said earlier, that's the game, beating estimates, uh, and we've certainly seen it. We've got more earnings to come up. We're still, you know, right about the heart of earnings season, just past it a little bit. But, you know, great example here today, booking holdings, just looking at it come across the wire right now. There are some other ones today. eBay looked like they beat and are up big in after hours. But booking, booking holdings reported a miss today, now up 4.5% in after hours. It's exactly what you want to see, whether it's mixed economic data, bad news, mixed earnings data like this, you want to see the stock or the market continue to head higher in spite of that mixed news. Again, it's not the news that matters, it's the reaction to that news. And our markets have been reacting nicely. Next up here, the pattern changes that I was talking about earlier today. Kip covered this as well earlier today, but it's there, I see almost no one else talking about this right now, so I think that it bears repeating here. So first off, the markets obviously start starting to act much better, and I'll get into some of the patterns that we're seeing as well. But one of the most key ones that we're seeing right now is that over the last 18 to 24 months, when stocks in the market hit extreme overbought levels on our VRA short-term momentum oscillators, that was almost always the resistance level that they failed to break above. That's not always the case. They didn't always a perfect reading like this. In fact, most of the time, we have to get to overbought levels on our other longer-term VRA momentum oscillators like RSI and money flow. But we haven't been able to get back to those levels. We've been in a bear market, right? So you don't expect them to get back to those levels. But that isn't happening right now. We've gotten to extreme overbought levels on our short-term VRA momentum oscillators. We got a little bit of a two-day pause. So that's what we were thinking. Okay, maybe, maybe it is still holding true. Hopefully not though, right? And then you get a day like today where not only is your market significantly higher, but we're making higher highs on our charts as well. Some of these are multi-month highs, which may not sound like a lot, but given the massive sell-off that we've seen, we'll take that as a major win here. So if we have a market that can continue to head higher in the face of overbought readings, it's very bullish going forward for our market. So that's what we wanna see here. We wanna see this pattern change continue and our markets being able to get back to extreme overbought on all of our VRA momentum oscillators before we get the next pause. This is what we'd like to see. You know, nothing set in stone. We'll be reporting on it here, but it certainly has been a pattern change so far. And then the second pattern change that I mentioned as well, we're seeing it in our key sectors, number of companies, and our major indexes like the NASDAQ. Again, higher highs, uh, multi-month highs in, in a number of situations. Uh, so that's exactly what you want to see on a chart pattern. Higher highs and higher lows as well. Just continuing to stair step slowly but surely all the way up. You know, you know the old saying as well, the market 
takes the stairs on the way up, the escalator on the way down. So we'll keep stair stepping higher, we'll take it. So let's take a look at our market action on the day today. We finished higher across the board here. NASDAQ up a big 2.59% today. That's 319 points for the NASDAQ to 12,668. Now, that level right there puts us at up over 19.9% from the June 16th lows for the NASDAQ. Up at the peak today, we got, so that, well, I was just gonna say it like this. At the peak today, we got to 12,690 something, I believe. I don't have the chart right in front of me. It was right in that area. That actually put the NASDAQ up 20% from its low. So the level we're looking for to close above to be 20% from the lows will be 12,678. So we're just 10 points off of that level right now. But again, like I said, we got above it earlier in the session. So if we like to use these labels, like the mainstream media loves to, well, so many of these talking heads love, love to use, right? We see these as mostly arbitrary numbers, but the market does pay attention to them and can have a psychological factor uh, into investor sentiment, absolutely. So the rule of thumb goes that 20% down from the highs is a bear market, right? Well, it goes the other way as well. Once you get 20% off of the lows, that's the beginning of a new bull market. You know, some sources do it differently, but that's a general rule of thumb. Well, today, we got back to 20% from the lows. Uh, I can't believe I actually tuned into a little bit more news today than usual to see if they'd start talking about it. But I just, I was expecting someone to point it out and say, the bear market's over, it's done, right? <laughs> we haven't seen that yet. So we'll be the we'll, we'll go, go ahead and be the first to call it here. Uh, you know, don't want to say too confidently that bears market over pri bear markets over price at the end of the day is the ultimate deciding factor, and we'll pay attention to that. But still, good to see here, um, and this has been a perfect fit with our first in first out theme. The Nasdaq was our first major index to get into a bear market. First one out now. The semis also leading into that bear market were one of the first to fall. Now the semis, they actually bottomed later on July 5th. They're up 27% from the July 5th lows. So again, our FIFO theme playing out here nicely. If you remember our four FIFO candidates, uh, we talked about a few weeks back, all of them, uh, let's see, actually one of them um, may not have done as well today, but we had ARC up over 5%. Yes, KWeb was up as well. IPO up 3.8% and biotechs up 3.8% as well. So all of those names that were the first ones into a bear market, still rock solid leading the way higher here. Good to see. And as we see it here, the, bull, the bear market may very well be over because it's about time for our markets, for the move higher to be on into the midterms of this year. We've been talking about that theme for the last month now, at least. Uh, so a number of reasons for that here. We have record levels of cash still on the sidelines, even though we just got out of a bear market, right? Uh, so we have a ton of cash that can still come back into this market, send it higher. Short covering has also, shorts have barely capitulated here based off of JP Morgan's work. Their analysts there covered this this week. Only some 
short covering has reversed. We're actually one of the highest percentiles of short shorts right now since 2017. So when shorts start to cover, that's going to add more fuel to the fire here. And then of course, maybe the most important one, maybe nothing else even matters anymore in our world of financial engineering. Uh, the big bribe about to come out next week. Stay tuned here. I'll give you the website and all the details for it. Uh, but the most important, and like I said, in the world of financial engineering, there may not be a more important factor. And that is that the Federal Reserve and the Pledge Protection Team here look to be on board with a move higher into the midterms. It's the only way the Dems stand any chance, other than rigging these elections again, like they did in 2020, of having any shot of not a massive, massive red wave in November. So as we see it, the Plunge Protection Team and Federal Reserve are fully on board with that. It may already be too late for the Dems' chances, but we don't think that's going to stop them from at least trying to manipulate this market higher until then. So for the rest of our markets on the day, the S&P up 1.5% to 4,155. Oh, also, I wanted to point this out about the NASDAQ earlier. The NASDAq just got done now since we're back above our 100-day moving average. That was the longest time spent below the 100-day moving average since Lehman Brothers collapsed in 2008. Uh, to give you a frame of reference of really, you know, it's been a quick bear market <laughs> since we just got out of it. But, uh, you know, again, gives you some scale of how long we've been beaten up for in the NASDAQ. Like we've said, it's been a bear market under the surface for 18 to 24 months now. Next up was were the small caps up 1.4% to 1,908. And lastly, the Dow up 1.29% to 32,812. 32, Looking at our internals on the day, we got another, excuse me, strong day here. And I say another, because like I said, we were down the last two sessions, but yesterday's internals for a day that was down across the board, we'll call them rock solid here. Much, much better. So on a day when you see the internals strong, when the market's down, it's another bullish tell coming from the market as we see it. So today, even better internals, advancing stocks, beating out declining for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, just over two to one positive, roughly two and a half to one positive for both. New 52-week highs and lows came in negative, but hear me out. This may have been our bright spot on the day. We have not seen a positive reading here in quite a while. And today, we had just two stocks, or sorry, three stocks. I don't know, two. <laughs> I keep getting refreshes. Uh, there are 55 stocks on the NASDAQ hitting 52-week highs to 57 hitting 52-week lows. That's the closest to positive we've gotten in what seems like a long time, unless I missed a day in there. Very similar for the NYSE too, just about flat on the day. Lastly, volume coming in just under two to one positive, or right at two to one positive for the NYSE and over four to one positive for the NASDAQ. Strong volume today, good to see. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with 10 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by tech, exactly what you want to see. Semis were up, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I want to say it again, up 2.39%, hitting another higher high on the chart as well, so good to see. We were followed there by consumer discretionary and communication services. Our one laggard on the day was energy as oil. 
is getting beat up here, um, hitting multi-month lows here today. Actually, I'll cover that here in a second. So finally, our VRA commodity watch. Gold now down just over four-tenths of 1% to 1,781 an ounce. Silver now down half a percent to $20.03 an ounce. Copper down as well by 1.24% to $3.47 a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, down 3.84% now at $90.79 a barrel. But at the lows of the day today, it actually we actually hit our lowest price per barrel since February of this year. We'll see if those prices can continue to head lower from here. Lastly for today, Bitcoin now up 1.5% to $23,323 of Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us and you'll be one of the first in line to receive a new copy of our book, The Big Bribe, coming out here soon. Thanks again for tuning in, folks. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.